down to the office. It becomes a routine. Something we can do with our eyes closed. Same thing every day. But sometimes, if the mood is right, and the day is off just a little bit, the same old, same old workday can surprise us. Hello, friends and fellow workers. Once again, you find me walking down a lonely stretch of road as the wind whispers its spooky tales to me. Join me tonight as we find out just how scary an average workplace can be. It might just give you a little raise. Well, a raise in heartbeats. We all know the boss won't give us more money. Uh, Mr. Franks, can I can I talk to you, sir? Paulson, yes, of course. Come on in, son. You know I have an open door policy. Come, come. Close the door behind you. Now, what can I do for you? Um, sir, I was wondering if you noticed anything different about the other employees today. What do you mean, Paulson? Well, they're not acting like themselves, sir. Hmm? Yes, um, I don't know how to put this. Just come out and say it, son. You know I'm not one for beating around the bush. Well, sir, the others? They're zombies. What? Zombies, sir. The living dead. They're zombies. What are you trying to tell me, Paulson? They're not working hard today? No, sir. I'm telling you they're zombies. Flesh-eating Rotting bodies, shuffling brain scarfing zombies. You're wrong, Paulson. No, no, sir, I'm I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Can't you smell them? A few may need to watch the hygiene video on how to stay clean, but that's no reason to call them zombies. Sir, their skin is different shades of green, blue, and purple. Now, don't be this way, Paulson. Is this about that promotion going to Filbert? It's not about... You gave it to Filbert? Yes. He's your nephew. It has nothing to do with him being family. But I worked hard on that. Wait, no, no. No, I'm getting off track. It doesn't matter. Filbert is a zombie now, too. You're wrong. No, I'm not. Yes, you... No... He came in today chewing on a human hand. That's not normal. Must be a new fad diet. No, what? That's what a zombie does. You're wrong. No, I'm not. They're all zombies. Look, look at them shoveling around, moaning. No, they're not. Sir, Jonathan in cubicle two's eye popped out of his head. Oh, my. Well, I hope he's... Billy from the mailroom picked it up and ate it. What Billy and Jonathan do on their break is... They're zombies, sir! You're wrong. Sir, sir, look out the glass door right now. 
Do you see Mrs. Gladish walking by? Oh, yes, I, I see her. Sir, Mrs. Gladys died six months ago. No, yes, you're wrong. You gave the eulogy at her funeral. No. Zombies, sir, it's just a matter of time before they come in and crack your skull open and feast on your ignorant brain, sir. Look, I really don't have time for this, Paulson. You need to drop this. Honestly, this is the reason why your future with this company is a little grim. You need to check your attitude. Sir, with all due respect, on second thought, you idiot, forget about respect. You're going to get your face eaten off, and you're still going to deny that there's a problem, a zombie problem in this office. You're wrong, Paulson. Now, if I were you, I would get out of this office and get back to work. I'm going to have a nice lunch with Filbert. You're going to be lunch, you delusional idiot. You're on thin ice, Paulson. Kiss my tuckus, you ignoramus. You never really listened to me, to any of us. Have a nice lunch with Filbert. I hope he gets heartburn from you. You're wrong, wrong, wrong. They are not zombies. You're the delusional one, and I've had enough. I want you out of this office, Paulson, and I never want to see you again. Don't worry. After Filbert eats your eyes, you won't be seeing anyone, you fool. Out. After you, dummy. Ah, ah, Filbert. It's good to see you, lad. Would you help me get Paulson out of here? Mmm. Filbert? What, what are you doing? Mmm, brains. No, Filbert. No, no, stay back. No, no! Have a nice lunch, jackass. I'm out of here. Well, it sounds like Paulson won't be getting any severance pay. But who could really blame his boss for not seeing the truth? After all, don't we all walk around work like the living dead? Hmm. Maybe tomorrow you should take a good look at your fellow co-workers. Check to see how they smell, or if their skin is rotting off. And while you're at it, check yourself in the mirror when you get a chance. We just might discover the real reason people become mindless zombies is because they're stuck in a soul-sucking, mundane, mindless job. <laughs> This last tale is one to help start the month of October, Halloween month. This is a tale of a man's late midnight walk home from work. Not everybody can enjoy a walk at night like we do, especially if you feel like you might not be alone. Midnight, another late night at work. The cool night air hits my face as I leave the store and head home. It's a long walk, and not the best one this late. 
The streetlights have a tendency to go on and off on the stretch of road I like to take to get home. Tonight, it's cloudy, not a star in the sky. I could swear the inky night is solid, like all I would need to do is reach out and grab it, feel its coldness. It weighs me down. I need to get started. I'm not going to get home any faster by just standing here. I hear the dull sound of my shoes hitting the sidewalk as I make my way down the road. There's a few cars out tonight. The same idiots as every night. They like to play a game with me. They will slow down as they come up behind me. And when I turn to look at them, they speed up, moving down the road. It's a joke. They think the poor slob walking down the road just might get a ride and then leave him in the dust. Not like I would take a ride. You need to be safe out here this time of night. There's a lot of crazy people out on the roads. Soon there's no more cars and the night's so quiet it almost hurts. I don't feel well. I'm hungry and I begin to feel the soreness from the long day of work. I just want to get home. A street light behind me flickers. I glance behind me, and just before the light goes out, I see a shape. Someone is behind me. The light goes out, making the street pitch black. Did I really see someone? I turn and keep walking, moving a little faster now, in spite of how sore the muscles in my legs feel. As I move down the road, the street lights flicker back on, and I convince myself that it was just my imagination. There was no one behind me. Then I hear it, a faint, unmistakable sound of a shoe scraping on the sidewalk. I turn again and see someone jump into the desert next to the road. I had no doubt now. Someone was following me. I felt cold all over. I stood there for a minute trying to catch a glimpse of who this person was. They had disappeared into the desert about 30 yards behind me. I wanted to call out to them, but something made me stop. This person was dangerous. I could tell. I just didn't want him to get any closer. Another car appeared out of nowhere, making me jump. Like the others, it slowed at first and sped up. I raised a hand, trying to get their attention, feeling I needed to get off this road. I waved frantically. It just sped up, disappearing into the night. It was getting colder. I reached into my pocket, pulling out my phone. Why didn't I think of this before? I kept walking, holding the phone, not wanting to call anybody yet. I didn't know how dangerous my stalker really was. If I caught a glimpse of this person and I felt I was being threatened, I would call the police, tell them something to get them to come here. I hoped I wouldn't see the person again. I hoped they would just go away. Another 20 steps and I heard that scraping sound again. I got my phone and got ready to dial 911. The light didn't come on. The phone was dead. I was sure I charged it at work. Another foot scraping sound. I started walking a little faster. Up ahead, about a half a mile, was a busy cross street. I knew if I could make it there, I would be able to flag down some car and get some help. 
I just had to keep moving and not look behind me. The night kept on getting colder, and my muscles felt it, making it harder to move. Part of me wanted to believe I was being silly. Maybe I should just turn around and ask the person why they were following me. It might just be a co-worker who knew I walked down this way every night at work. I could see the cross street. I would be there soon. I felt a little less scared. Another street light flickered like it was going to go out. That's when I heard the clanging sound. Something metal being dropped on the sidewalk. I jumped, turning around quickly, tripping over my own feet. I sat down on the cold sidewalk and got my first good look at the person behind me. They were dressed all in black from head to toe. It looked like all leather, with a coat and gloves as well. Even their face was covered in a leather-type mask. But I could see their eyes. They looked white in this light. They were kneeling, picking up what they had dropped. They were staring right at me, their hand wrapped around a long machete. Both of us just stared frozen in time for a moment, then grabbing the machete, and it took off at a full run straight for me. I scrambled to my feet, running towards the cross street. It seemed so far away. I could hear the ragged breath of my pursuer behind me, no doubt in my mind that if he caught me, he would swing that machete, cutting me into pieces. Why? What was this happening? Why was it happening to me? What did I do? Was I just a random victim for this psycho? The cross street was close now. I could see cars going down the road. If I could just make it there, I could flag someone down for help. This madman was getting close. He must have been running at full speed. My muscles were sore and cold and achy. As I ran, I could... But I ran. I ran as fast as I could. I made it to the intersection. There was no cars. The light was red. I bolted into the middle of the street. As I got halfway across the street to my left, I saw headlights coming towards me. I raised my tired arms to try to get their attention. My throat was dry and cracked. My yells for help were hoarse croaks. The truck slowed down. The driver seen me. Then he sped up, heading straight for me. I barely had enough presence of mind to jump out of the way. Its side mirror clipped my shoulder, and I felt a dull pain as it popped out of place. It spun me to the right, and I could see my hunter. The machete gleamed in his hand. He yelled and charged into the street. I was holding my arm as it was hanging at my side, useless. I stumbled across the street, tripping over the curb. I knew... This was a madman was going to kill me. I turned, and he jumped on me, the machete above his head, ready to swing down on me. I grabbed his arm, trying to keep him from swinging down on me. He growled like an animal, pushing against my hand. Oh, I didn't want to die. He growled again, and drool came out of his mouth, landing on my face. My, my body was cold and numb, but somehow I found the strength to keep him from swinging that machete down. I rolled on the ground with him, me on top, then, then him. We rolled into a patch of cactus, and he screamed in pain as it stuck to his flesh. I rolled in it, too, but I felt nothing, my tired brain telling me I must be in shock. 
I needed to get away from him. I took advantage of him being in pain and managed to crawl away. But I wasn't fast enough. I felt something hit my side, sliding in. I looked down. He had swung the machete, and it sunk halfway into my ribs. I screamed and turned on him. Now it was my turn to be the animal. I hit and scratched at him, the leather protecting the skin. I pulled him to the ground, beating on him, the machete sliding out of my side. I was on top of him, not giving him a chance to hit me again. I pulled the mask off his face. It was my brother. His face twisted in hate. His eyes filled with rage. Why? I tried to ask, but all that would come out is a dull moan. Anger started to sweep up my body. My vision went red. Now my rage was greater than his. I snarled and sunk my teeth into his throat. His warm blood sliding down my throat. Then I remembered. I wasn't walking home from work. I was starting my walk back to the house like I'd been night after night. I had been hunting down my family, feasting on their flesh. After all, that's what a zombie does. One person after another I hunted down. My brother was the last. When I finished with him, I would shuffle up and down this road all night until day. My memory getting cloudy, dull, until midnight would come and I would start my walk back home again, thinking I had just got off work. How many days had I done this? I don't know. I wonder if tomorrow I would remember. I wondered who I would eat. I wondered if I'd be followed again. Maybe for the last time. Well, it's been quite a night. A good beginning to the month of October. I hope my tales get you in the mood for Halloween. This is your old pal, Jedediah Gravesmore, wishing you a good night. Rest well until we meet again. Ha, ha, ha.